Hello, everybody. Welcome to Table Stories Nocturne Surprise 430 episode podcast. Time is it? Where we, talk. <laughs> where we just talk about our, our theories, like our, a little bit about our characters or their characters. Um, so yeah, let's go around <clears> and say who we are and who we play for those listening. I mean, you should know by now. It's what, 12 episodes in? <laughs> 10, 10? But by the time they listen to it, it'll oh, be 11, yeah, right? Ooh. I can't remember. I think it'll be 11. Anyway, I'm so sorry. <laughs> See, you want to go first? <laughs> me. Do I, I always go first. Sure, you bet. I'll, I'll, I'll give her a go. <laughs> um, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ezekiel III. I play on a Table Stories Nocturne. I play a character called Trick Magnum. Uh, that's not his real name, but that is his uh, assumed name because Trick is a former porn star and now turned porn producer who is the CEO and COO of Trick or Treat Productions, LLC. Um, <laughs> he uh, had an experience earlier in his life um, that uh, opened his eyes to a world that might exist beyond the veil or just on the other side of the mirror. And um, he's gone back to his hometown uh, during the porn off season to uh, take a class with the, the professor and to see uh, if there's anything to this. And that's what he's doing. Uh, how, how far do you want us to go? <laughs> um, well, I'm assuming they're only listening to this if they've, you know, caught up. Um, okay. So they'll actually be listening to this next after next week's episode so they're ahead of us they know oh, okay no at this point um but yeah so as much as you want to share i mean okay if you want to share what happened last week i think that'd be pretty cool because i want to <laughs> talk about it and i'm sure we all want to talk about it so well there was uh some being some form some thing some shape which is kind of par for the course for this particular uh group that it's hard to describe what it was but it was it was big and it was shadowy and it was going to uh to harm some of us or at least one of us and uh trick had an awakening um and uh and realized uh uh that there was actually something to to this uh supernatural power that he felt so many years ago or that he he took he glimpsed and uh he was able to harness something inside of him and use it to um his advantage when when uh confronted with this being and uh and someone orgasmed because yeah and (laughs) (laughs) lest we forget you know i didn't want to tell her story for her (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah so it it it, it emanated he, he emanated with this this uh otherworldly energy and and the way it manifested himself through trick was very sexual and very um um sensual so <clears throat> people that might touch him if things like that are happening might experience some some uh pleasure and someone did, and it was a yep. That's right, baby. That's right, baby. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, and also, uh, we we talked about how uh, 
this particular what is not called class. It's called a uh it sort of is, but it's called adept. When adept. you are this you type of um magic user, you're considered an adept because there's another one after this. Okay. Actually two more technically, but anyway, cool. I don't want to spoil you. <laughs> but yes, he's a, he's an adept um now uh realizing his uh powers as a pornomancer. Yep. And uh we talked about like the what's what the ins and outs <laughs> of that. And um there's some there's some costs. Uh so you expend the energy, but in order to get the energy back, things have to happen. Do, do you want me to go into that or not? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um so the 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 crux for a pornomancer is that his power all revolves around sex, but the sex is uh the price is sex is no longer enjoyable. Sex is for a purpose and it's not for um, any other thing like pleasure, love, nothing like that. It's, it's uh, kind of strips, strips away all of that until the, to the bare bones, um, uh, supernatural magic of sex or the porno master. And so that's the price. No, no joy, just power. No joy, just power. Yeah. And if you do, choose to break that rule then Mm -hmm. you suffer the consequences which is pretty interesting um all right dan tell us a little bit about theo as much or as little as you want fair enough uh i'm domestic dan and i play dr theo ransom here on nocturne and uh yeah he is uh i I think as it, it doesn't really matter whether or not people know that or not uh He's a professor of anthropology. Um, I don't know if that was actually ever said yet. It's just been kind of danced around. Yeah. Um, but he does teach uh, an occult class, which is how everyone came together uh, for one reason or another. He's always had an interest in it, or at least he's had an interest in it the last several years. Mm. Um, main things about him are he's, he's got a really strange book, like really weird um, and in it, there's just this this teensy weensy little symbol that he just can't <laughs> ever not stop seeing. Just really minor. Um, it's been haunting him for a very very long time uh, now. And uh, yeah, uh, since this is after a lot of episodes and a lot of reveals, he remembers uh, everything. Um, Every, like a lot of a lot of stuff um every single iteration every single try um he remembers uh and the main reason he remembers is uh oh i don't know some guy had a gun to the back of his head and uh just kind of put him in a really stressful moment where he had to do some stuff i don't know it was really interesting uh the catalyst for that <laughs> yeah um and, and a couple good roles too can't and forget a couple that good roles yeah um and as we found out in the last couple episodes, the reason he's doing all of this is to bring back and save uh, his, his, the love of his life, Adisa Bello. Um, he, he's been trying for, I think they're on the 734th attempt. Which is like so, seven years, I think. Or it's, it's four for you, to, it feels four like seven years. years. Yeah. Four to eight years, depending on how many days in a try. Um, oh, man. 
So he's been doing that for a little while, and it's no wonder that uh, he may have repressed some things at one point uh, because I don't think his brain could take it. Uh, But he's been trying to keep everyone moving forward to this goal and uh, has been revealing it probably slower than some people have been enjoying. Um, And uh, some other the other... His classmates, his little his students are getting a little annoyed with him. Uh, I don't know, to the point of putting a gun behind a head. At the <laughs> I don't know. He seemed fine. <sighs> but uh, yeah, the professor is, uh, I've, I've been having a ton of fun slowly revealing that he's more than just a kind of quiet professor. He's got a lot of very dark secrets, um, some of which still may not be revealed. Yeah, and we'll talk about this in a second, but I think he was the slowest burn that no one was really like expecting you to kind of come out and just be like, oh yeah, I'm sort of the reason we're all in this mess, which was very interesting to watch that unfold. But um, Pax, my dear, tell us a little bit about Brian. I play a character named Brian Miller, a functioning alcoholic, former husband, former father, Due to an incident that happened a while ago, still the details are unrevealed. Um, I play a character that's I've developed that's relatively simple on the, the principle that I'll let the world shape it more. I, I found just through past experience that um, if you start to really uh, hone in on a character and, and put a lot of detail into it, its backstory and morals so that if you make too much of it sometimes you kind of box yourself mm-hmm. a little bit into a type of rp so i like to open up a bit more and let the world kind of help shape the character i mean obviously you're going to have like your moral compass but uh it lets you a little bit be a little more free at least in my experience the yeah. way i do it and so changes happen organically you mean like yeah then that, then that way i can kind of just i'll have my staple of things that i stand for but if circumstances happen i'll be able to um change and adapt uh that makes sense uh, at least and try to keep it that way uh the character overall um pretty uh how would you put it uh not very um uh, what's the word i'm looking for here eccentric i guess mm-hmm. very down to earth um no powers as of yet and i'm 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 personally i'm fine never ever getting them i i think uh having a very grounded character uh, brings a lot of vulnerability to the table. Yeah. And with a horror story, vulnerability, in my opinion, is like key. Like it's it's so key. So I'm just kind of I get well right now. I'm dead, <laughs> but yeah. uh, depending on whatever happens, I've, I've already. I'm, unfortunately, I've missed two episodes, and it sounds like I've missed some interesting things. Oh my. Uh, so I'm um, kind of just I'm 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 interested to see what's going to happen going forward. But that's I guess that's where Brian sits right now, uh, dead and just going with the punches. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Thank you, uh, Katie Peters. Tell us a little bit about Briar slash Blair. <laughs> Hi, I'm Katie Peters. Plays I play Briar. And also Blair <laughs> you dropped on me. I'm sorry. We'll talk about that later. I promise. But um, but it's been amazing. I am she. Briar is a very complicated character. She's been through some shit. Um, she's had this shadowy figure follow her her whole life, and throughout the whole thing, she thought it was her fault. 
but with some big reveals recently, I think it's might might be more the professor's fault. Um, but she's a pretty simple character in the sense she just wants a calm life and control of it. And she works at a coffee shop and just wants things to be even keel, but she's had, she's been dealt some hard cards and her grandfather, she was very close with. And that's part of the reason she moved to Afmore is to be closer to him after he passed away and she would visit him at his grave. And I mean, she was the one who had the orgasm with tricks. So you have to be careful. <laughs> whose hands you touch when they're awakened. So just wash your mittens. Wash your mittens. It's important. Um, but yes, You're so. welcome, by the way. <laughs> it wasn't 11 out of 10. So I mean, uh, but it's been a really cool dynamic to play because Briar's coming into herself and she can now harness the shadow figure that apparently has been inside of her this whole time. And she's trying to use it for good rather than the fear that it's caused her her whole life. That's something that I've noticed with her in particular is that control factor. Like she mm-hmm. likes to just feel in control and then she's calm. So yeah. Really well with that. Um, classy Katie, tell us about Emma. Emma mm-hmm. is complicated. Emma yeah. and Emma. I feel like Emma's become kind of someone new. Um, but overall, she's just a very complicated, misunderstood nurse, I feel like, mm. who I feel like other people should really listen to. <laughs> because she has all the answers. And she has all the answers, yeah. Emma's a very kind of spoiled, upper class, she knows everything, and she's probably better than you because her handbag costs more than your education kind of person. Wow. Um, yeah. That is a succinct way to describe her. And mm-hmm. I'm sure all of our experience with her thus far. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone's probably Maybe. nodding their heads and yeah. going, yeah, fuck that whore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm proud to be the heel, by the way. <laughs> um, she's fun, though. She's definitely fun in this. Like, obviously, like, I'm assuming people have listened. So spoiler alert. Um, mm-hmm. I've died and been re- not reborn, but now I'm new Emma. I'm Emma that yeah. is from a different part of the time loop that went through or whatever and so she hasn't really been spoiled by the group yet it was a different yeah, group that went and the group yeah and I feel like the different people that went yeah. didn't bring out her icky side yet and it's it's been interesting playing that side but fun she's kind of it's interesting because I've seen some like interesting comments about her both ways and I'm like yeah, so no she just like who she is yeah and I'm proud that you hate her like there's a lot of people that just hate her and they're upset there's a lot of people that it. love her though too that are like she's the best kind of like I'm concerned with those sort people. of antagonist <laughs> I know did you like see that one view. comment that was like can you get a fear boner because <laughs> Emma damn <laughs> I was like oh wow okay yeah she'd crush you if you want I did and I believe that was on the episode where I like tickled the man's liver yeah which yep, is that was the one yep that all was sorts exactly of one. all mm-hmm. sorts of questions raised you cute you out there <laughs> hey no shaming it's like trick said <laughs> fuck's funny to somebody <laughs> right words Amen. of wisdom Amen. <laughs> all right so we we'll go ahead and like open the floor you guys so feel free to jump in whenever but i do have a couple of questions for you the first one being is this at all what you thought it was going to be because i know it wasn't for me not that I had anything in particular in mind, but I just feel like this went in a completely different direction than I was expecting, mostly because I think everybody, and you don't have to give yourself away if you don't want to, but 
there are those of you who started out thinking that maybe powers is something that you would want to do. And then eventually it was kind of like collectively, this is kind of fine. If this never happens, it'd it'd be okay. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an interesting dynamic playing a game where eventually you start to pick up that you don't want to level up. Like, like leveling up is probably a bad thing. Like it's, but it's also super tempting. Like you're like, it's like that, like you're sinning, baby. Like it's, I'm ready to do it. But also like, you know, that's a deep end. And also like with all the experiences we've had with the touches with battle and the brief grazes, like fuck that. I was like really excited for it. Um, <laughs> I was, I was really excited for it. The only, the only nervous thing in the back of my, just that little voice in the back of my head, like, please don't let this turn into like some type of like high school kids running in a hallway, typical cheesy Oh yeah. Sorry, I was a little worried about that, but oh, boy, was I wrong. So no, it's great. It's really good. I think my only worry was that it wouldn't be dark enough, which that was also my concern. But then also I had a concern that it would be too dark. But I love, I love it. I'm so glad that we we just kind of doubled down and did what we wanted to do, and I'm really proud of the show because of that. So yeah, I think I almost was not worried, but I I think my original expectation might have been almost like Scooby-Doo. And I I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, you know, all right, there's a bunch of us, there's a mystery to solve. Let's go solve the mystery. It would still be dark, but like, we'd all be like really working together and trying to like get each other's backs. And almost right off the bat, even just a few people were like, nope, I don't like you. And I've yeah. never liked you. <laughs> like, all right, nope, this ain't no Scooby in the gang. Like, this is not happening. Uh, <laughs> well, that first slap, oh, dude. Scoob. Yeah, yeah. The slap. slap right out the gate. That's right. The slap yeah. never happened now. And I think that you... Oh, it happened. And I There think- are those that remember. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember shit, man. I also think he called her... I think you called her a bitch in the first Many episode. Times, like, Many times. Many like, times. Many times. You're gonna shut up. And I was like, wow. <laughs> We're there. No We're no punches pulled. Right there. Yeah, no, it was great. It was really great. Um, <laughs> so the next question is when you were thinking character creation, and I know that, um, I know that Classy Pax answered this a little bit by saying, Oh, know, wait a minute. Are, are, we're, we're going oh, on to the no, next question. Ready? Yeah, no, go ahead. I go ahead. If you no, I was just waiting my turn. Like, I was oh, yeah, go for it. But as far as like, cause I think, I think it, all of us have had, uh, it, you can't help but have expectations when yeah. going into something new or, or preconceived notions. If you've done something similar before, which, all of us have, right? All of us have experience with role-playing, um, tabletop stuff. Um, <clears throat> and I've been a part of groups that are super flippant and just like having, like having fun, getting ridiculous. And I'm totally, I'm into that. that I love it. I'll, I'll get goofy with you. I'll like do meta shit and break the fourth wall alongside everybody else. And then I've been in like semi-serious groups where we like, okay, we know when to buckle down and we know when to like, you know, get in the character and really make it a thing. And I wasn't sure which kind of group this was because I don't, I, have I played with one of you before maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, I played play with you yeah. doing, uh, was it Vampire or? Yeah, yeah it was, right? Yeah, yeah. We did Masquerade together. So I knew that you were solid, but the other, and I know, I know Dan um, just, you know, through streaming and stuff, but I didn't know, I've never seen a role play before. So there was always questions in my mind about like, what kind of group is this going to be? 
And then after the first session, like I was just like, Oh, goody, goody, goody. This is going to be fucking awesome. Because one of the things that, that I, I always, always, always want to reiterate and praise is, uh, the sense that if you role play, don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be, um, to, to really get into it because that's where you like, you not only play the game and it's more fun that way, but you learn more about yourself. Yes. And, uh, it's an exciting, exciting adventure. And after that first session, I, I knew that this group was going to be uh, a wonderful non-judgmental, like, cause I, I, I mean, personally, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd still give it, you know, a hundred percent, no matter what. But, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there that wouldn't, that, uh, that would be afraid of uh, certain, uh, doing that in certain groups. And, uh, I was just glad that everyone else is on the exact same page and everybody's like totally into it. Like even, even when it's somebody else's like in the spotlight, I relish those moments when we put up those little sticky notes and yeah. cover the camera. I'm sitting, I'm just sitting there going yes. like, like I, I have to stop myself from going like all the time, man. It's great. Fantastic. I, mute. So it, I have to mute. Yeah, yeah no shit. Yeah, it's refreshing being part of a group of where it's more of a game of hot potato with the spotlight. And we're like, okay, you have it. Like, Because like, yeah. you kind of want to sit back too and just like watch. And just, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know? God. It's good I, that way. I like yeah. that. I think there were times like, and it may even be like certain moments with like Brian, like you were having a moment or, I mean, I think it was everyone, literally everyone. everyone yeah. Like, can yeah. we, can we not move to the next scene for a moment? Can we please just, I don't want to, I don't want to jump in. Stop it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. let it finish. Yeah, it's been great, man. It, it beat all my expectations um, positively. And I can't wait for uh, every week. I can't wait to get back into it. And uh, yeah, it's just been a wonderful experience all the way around. Have your characters changed than what you originally anticipated or envisioned for them, if you had any vision at all? So much, yeah. So much different. A I little, not. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share how they've changed, or is that secrets? Uh, well, mine kind of went. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a big change. Yeah. Big change. Big... Being alive to dead is a pretty big, uh, pretty mm. yeah. paradigm. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I, I didn't really know. I think I, I kind of tried to role play it pretty similar to what you were talking about, Classic Packs. Like, let it be a little more organic. Because I had ideas of what would do, and I wanted, like, Theo to be a bit of a slow burn. But I I didn't know. I haven't done, like, a, like a really more serious kind of quiet character. I've done serious characters, but not, like, a little more reserved, a little that. So I was kind of trying... Yeah. Can. And I wanted to kind of do that for a while. And I think I got to, but then there was a point where it didn't make sense for him to keep doing that. There was yeah. a bit of a change partway through. But you, you just, your character just needs squeezing is what it is. Yeah. It's just, yeah, you yeah. just, you need to see someone else come up to you and just squeeze it out of you. And then it, but that's let, naturally let it happen. Right. But it will eventually get there. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so there was, there was definite change. Uh, the Theo now is not the Theo episode one, but like, it, it worked really well and I was happy for it. I don't think I saw it, but I kind of, ex- um, I don't know. I, it, was, I, was, it was my, I was hoping for something like that, some catalyst, but I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. Um, can I, this is PB asking you a question here. I, 
I've played a slow burn character before and I always worry that in the first, and maybe this is just me because I'm paranoid about everything, but in the first, you know, five to six episodes, I worry I come off as either not a good role player because I'm so quiet and because my character is slow burning. Did you ever have that concern with Theo? Uh, Because I felt like your presence kind of like permeated through your silence. I think it's how you play it, but Mm -hmm. there's definitely always that fear. Like it's a show. So you're always going to want to be on, but if you're trying to be a character that quote, isn't on, you get like, uh, there was like, I know there was a comment not that long ago, like, Oh, is so-and-so like bored? Oh yeah, like, I forget it was and, me. that one. And it was, it, yeah, someone said it's classy Katie board, and and I and that's always <laughs> potential like fear is like well no I'm really like maybe I'm really enraptured by what's going on right now yeah. like I don't have to be like if I'm enjoying something I don't have to be like yeah <laughs> like a puppet yeah well, that's, that's always the, the always like a, a comment YouTube reactor video oh my god it's so my pain. <laughs> <laughs> my retort to that every time because uh, I'm on a few different different shows with a few different people and, and when I'm not talking like you'll get the board comment everybody gets it everybody gets it and my comment to them is are you fucking bored you're yeah. here right and they're like no I was like well then I'm not either I'm fucking I'm joining the show yeah, yeah. so I guess that's I mean that's the answer like I, yeah. I try to focus on that like it's I, I would rather set it up especially with a slow burn the whole point of a slow burn is you're really making sure that everyone else is able to really form around you because then that kind of also gives you a bit of a jumping point later on yeah and i noticed that that happened with theo because spoilers we didn't really know like the adisa connection didn't happen until it was organic we didn't plan that ahead of the show like three episodes ago is where it actually started to really dive where I felt it and I was like, ooh, I hope that he's okay with that. And I was literally opening my Discord DMs to message you and be like, hey, how would you feel about having this connection? And your fucking message to me was, I want to have been this. And I was like, you're fucking same page. So good. So yeah. yeah, I just think that organic stuff like that is, you know, like Pac said earlier, integral when you're, when you're role playing and letting things change and shift. Yeah. Um, just for being like the silent person, like I wouldn't worry about that stuff. I mean, the words you choose and the inflection you use with it mm-hmm. is vastly more important instead of putting on some crazy voice and trying to talk as much as possible. Like, hey, I'm I'm Doug and I I just hate flowers, like or something ridiculous like that. You just have to get <laughs> it out like that. Just being subtlety is good. Yeah. The little the little details like that, and just taking the pace with it too, and it lets you hold the cards as well. You gather information. You're not speaking about it so much. Not learning about lot about you. You learn a lot about them. So it has well, that dynamic. I hang on every word the professor says because yeah. the professor knows, has more knowledge about it, but also speaks in very short, impactful sentences. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it's frustrating because these, the sentences that come out of your mouth are very like ambiguous. Like they could have different meanings. And I'm just like, God damn it, professor, fucking keep talking. I want to keep talking. But when you speak, it's very deliberate and i'm just like oh god just what do you think yeah. professor i love it i don't know i also like when you said names have power and words have power because mm-hmm. you just the way you said it it stopped my heart I, oh it was so good it was so good 
I honestly peed myself a little when you said that because I was like, oh my God, how many times have I said gym now? Yeah. Uh, uh, Every time you did it too. It was so many. I heard every roll. I know. And you guys were like, bless you. You stayed in character and you (laughs) kept doing it. And I was like, fuck, here we go. (laughs) It worked for me because I knew it was a problem in character. Yeah. You just told us Jim lived over there. So we were just like, why does it matter if we talk? Right. <laughs> I'm just oh, there. Okay. Jim's just the neighbor. Yeah. Don't the worry neighbor? about Jim. Don't talk about him. Yeah, we can't don't, talk about him. Don't acknowledge much. Jim. That's true. Well, That's true. I do want to ask you guys a question we'll catch about you up. the leader. We'll catch you okay. up, I promise. I just, okay. I mean, we can tell you now because you, you, you won't have a problem with Meta, but we'll talk about Jim in a minute. Mm. Um, uh, one thing I wanted to say, yeah. like, just to let you guys in on like the audience, not you guys, but like, I don't know. I, I'm sure there's been a lot of that go, a lot of this going around. Um, but uh, there are certain things that when you're talking about not like cha- how's your character changed from what you thought they were going to be and stuff like that. Like there's the whole like um, neat freak kind of a anal retentive kind of a, a house that that trick keeps was yeah. totally like out of the blue. Just yeah. one little thing, and I said, that's, that's him from now on. Like, yeah. he has, you asked me, I think you asked me about his bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I said, he has everything in its place. And it's this and this and this. And from then on, it was like, I'm going to remember to put this there. And this always goes there. I'm writing down everything that Brian has drank so I can replenish it. Like, 100%. Like, you look in the, below the cupboard. Everything is faced out. And it's like, in yeah. like rows, like perfect rows and shit like that. And I'm just like one comment and now he's like minor uh obsessive compulsive but the character right itself it's nice yeah, yeah i i to me that moment was so special because a it is such an integral part of how we i you know identify trick now but also all the labels facing out and having everything in the home that you're supposed to have in the home that just speaks to his loneliness in that moment when you, when you did that. And I felt that, and I know that the audience felt that too. So, you know, small things like that, that show people loneliness rather than saying I am lonely, you know, did you also use that as fuel for your father backstory a little bit to why you're a neat freak? Is that kind of tied into that? I wanted to know this too. Yeah. You don't have to share if you don't want to, but just a laugh. Okay, I'll take. Uh, you want to know if if, if uh, my relationship with my father had had something to do with me being uh, neat and that kind of like yeah, not leaving yeah. anything out. Don't leave a mess, otherwise, you know, something bad can happen to you. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like I had very little structure growing up, and so I want that and very little control. Yeah. And now I want to control everything that I can. And that's why, that's why Trick and Emma don't get along so well because she's out of control. Yeah, and, and loves he, it. It just fucking grates on him because especially like when he goes out and looks, looks at the fucking uh, Escalade and there's a dent, like the front end is dented. He, like, all, he wanted to like lose his shit right there. And that's another thing that I didn't know that I was... That was Trick was going to be the voice of like, like not the voice of reason necessarily, but like definitely the the most calm waters. 
And I loved that part actually, where we saw that you're inside, you're not calm. That was one of my favorite parts. The, the bathroom scene. Yeah, the bathroom where yes. he takes it off and reveals all the sweat and is like, okay, you can that do this. Good. That was really fun. That was really good. That really was good. really good development. Mm. Um, uh, if I may, I would love yeah, to hear yeah. like about uh, uh, Briar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell I us. Think, well, Briar loves Trick's house because there is control. Mm-hmm. So when you started going down that route, I was like, oh, this is something she loves because it's like everything's orderly and it's homey and everything has a place. And I think that's one of the ways that she identified with Trick because she's like, he likes control too. And I think she feels that comfort around him. And we're still talking about like how our characters have changed mm-hmm. over time. Oh, right? yeah. Absolutely. I, didn't, I didn't expect Emma out the gate the way that yeah. she was. So I had to adjust like how I thought things were going to go in my head. I'm like, oh, I got to adjust how I react to her because she was just rude. (laughs) (laughs) She was not very kind, um, but it just provided a really cool dynamic to start playing off of each other. And I I really enjoyed that each of us have such a unique person. It's like meeting people in real life, except... We had already like been meeting through. someone's imagination. Yeah. It's so yeah. much more intimate. Like, it's so crazy. It's so crazy how close you become with people you RP with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As I think role play, because I'm fairly new to it myself. This is my third show. And it's something where having a group that you feel comfortable with is really important. And I've really appreciated that we've all been able to be vulnerable and grow in our characters and change and adapt and everybody's just like yeah what else like it's just a really excited thing I mean I think we're all excited about each other's character and their growth yeah I mean we've all died except Theo at this point right Theo's just living on yeah (laughs) Theo's the only one (laughs) didn't even think about that but yeah yeah. we've all died except for Theo (laughs) you know as crazy and as like unstable as we all come off Theo Mm has got to be the craziest like yeah I think so Absolutely. you're like on groundhog day 900 yeah i think that's like it's like a, a um awakenings you ever seen that movie awakenings Mm-mm. it's like it's uh, the they have it, it talks about a, a, a illness or a disease that makes like tremors in the body and it gets the tremors get so fast that the body just freezes up and that's that's how I think of the professor. Like he is just like wound so tight that he's moving at a mile a minute, but you can't see it. Yeah. The surface. And if someone were like, he, I'm waiting for him to fucking snap. dude. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's one of the things is like, so I, okay. So Briar is in the darkness and then another Briar allegedly comes in and then PB had me decide what I wanted to do with her. And I, Wanted her to walk through the the hole I made in the darkness. And so then, essentially, Briar died, right? And Blair came out the other side. But then I had a character with two different memories in my head. And two different lifetimes. And I think Theo's got like 700. Do you have 734? Or do you just have a mishmash of everything? Or can you tell us? I mean, basically, oh. the answer was, you remember everything. Okay, yeah. So everything. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. So Theo's going to snap at some point, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's. For Theo, just for some insight, for Theo, it's he remembers everything, but it's 
feels to him like he's gone through the it on he's still Theo one. Okay. Like he's gone through it and woken up it, and gone not, through it and woken yeah, up. Yeah. It's not it's multiple not lives. Okay. It's Groundhog's yeah. Day. It's remembering yeah. Yeah. it's like you okay, lived more like four days yeah. eight, eight you know, like seven hundred times. Yeah. So it's not multiple lives because then, yeah, it, I mean, he wouldn't. He'd yeah, be he, his brain wouldn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> have a brain aneurysm. And- but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. so that is that is exactly uh, sort of what happened with Briar and Blair, really. It was kind of like, there's there's two of you here and only one of you will make it through there. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And you you still tried to bring you both through and then it was like, oh, oh dear. And then that it, was only two. Yeah. 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 Theo's got those were some those were three successful body rolls. Otherwise you would have just had an aneurysm. Not I mean, we're talking spoilers sort of, but yeah, it was a lot of successful roles in the show, and I will try not to say anything else, but (laughs) (laughs) a lot of fails too, but um yeah, it's been so cool to watch that kind of like unfold because I leave a lot up to roles. You guys will ask me a question, I'll be like, let's find out. Uh, (laughs) yes or no. Um, so that's really cool. So what are some, does anybody have anything else to add? Like characters were not what they thought they were going to be before I ask the next question. Well, I, I wanted to know if, yeah. if, if you had an idea of Briar and how, how it's like, how the game has changed what you thought she was going to be. Yeah. She's more aggressive than I thought she was going to be. And she's I, a tough lady for yes. sure. She, she's gotten, I, in my head, I was like, I, I'm going to be like a quiet barista, like honestly. And she's turned into somebody who's, fighting herself I feel like and fighting for control of because she feels a lot like this is her fault and I didn't expect her to like you know get attached to trick and nobody expected that and that has been so beautiful to watch unfold I'm just gonna say because I'm like a viewer in that moment I'm just like I ship them so hard Uh. my community has come up with ship names yeah like his brick and like all these like things (laughs) and I'm like I love this team brick for sure yeah (laughs) and I love the new Emma like I love Emma because I feel like Briar and her have a like a more of a connection and I kind of like how we feed off of each other and I've really enjoyed that so I think what I went in with what I thought Briar was going to be and what she is now is I didn't expect a shadow creature I mean (laughs) that's a whole different ball game but it's been really cool to just kind of experiment with her along with all of you because I think they've all kind of turned out differently than we probably all thought very much so question for you ck has it been how weird has it been for you actually because your character died and you had all this growth and then you immediately were able to very well switch over to a, an emma that had never experienced any of that any of that so you you treat them completely differently which is super impressive and heartbreaking moment when you were like where's mr miller where you called brian mr miller i was like oh sorry I'm such a fangirl for you guys and your characters, but um, <laughs> I've, I've just been very impressed. So what do you do to kind of like remember what you have and have not experienced? I guess that that question could be for anybody who's died and come back. I don't know. Emma's Emma's been kind of like, I guess it kind of connects to our previous conversation, like the evolution of our characters and how they've changed. Yeah. Like, I have to admit some of the most iconic se- scenes that have happened that people have done the fine, fan art I've never watched. I've never watched any of them and I fast forward them because they are like 
the epitome of my insecurities coming out. Like everything I'm afraid of people seeing in me, like being arrogant or being cocky or thinking too much of myself or something like that. I've just like funneled into this character because those are traits everyone inherently hates. People hate arrogance. People hate people that have that air of I'm better than you and I know it. And it's irregardless of what you say or what you prove, like I'm still better. And that's just a horrible attitude to have. And so it's been really weird. It's been interesting because now it's like, I don't know. You know, it's kind of like Zeke said, when you try out new RP groups, like it's always interesting because you kind of have to feel it out. And like, I think the way Emma was kind of a bitch was like a, like a shell a little bit of Emma. And because that hasn't been activated, you guys are seeing like a little bit softer of a side of her. And so it's not like she's had different experiences, but like, instead of people pissing her off or people saying something that would insult her, like, I think there was one point where she was like reaching out to Briar because she's very small. Like people, I don't know if people pick up on that because her personality is pretty big, but she's like five foot one, like very petite, very tiny, just huge personality. And she was gripping onto Briar for help because she was terrified and Briar told her to shut the fuck up and like brushed her off. And she like crumpled. And like you saw this moment of her going, I thought we were friends. And I think that's going to start her shade maybe coming back because she's had the same experiences other than, you know, like in with the characters it's interesting though because like they're half the characters she doesn't know yeah or like like like, no trick and you only mm -hmm. know mr miller from i only know mr miller from the hospital yeah they didn't come with us on the trip and so i'm really interested to see how the dynamic works out with them because like i don't think trick knows but he like he likes to fuck with emma and he already he's like picking up on an uneasiness in her eyes i think or something like that because i noticed that in that last episode emma how you doing and she was in the back seat like it's, it's, it's hard to let go of what already man. transpired for him. It's hard yeah, to let go exactly. of that. Yeah, exactly. And see, nothing. She doesn't even, like, maybe recognize him from class and was like, dirty man, and, like, sat on the other side or something. Also, yeah. I don't think it's clear to the characters yet what has actually happened. That Ew. Emma was pulled from another reality and mm-hmm. doesn't know Trick. I don't think Trick knows that. I think he just thinks it's, like, she doesn't remember him, right? I just think he sees her not as her confident, puffy self. Like, she's always yeah. kind of been puffed up, like, fuck you. I just, like, you know, did my yeah. thing in your bathroom, and now I'm going off, and I'm tough shit. She's seeing he, the first time they're coming into contact with each other is her crumpled, like, she just saw the giant shadow people, you know, and, like, <sighs> big porno man's looking her in the eyes, and he's, like, what? I think, like, a predator. Like, almost, like, I felt like a deer in headlights, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm predator situation like she was caught in a moment where she didn't have her like puff up like I'm a big bad nurse and I'd save your life or stop your heart watch me go and he like was on it like oh yes let's dig into that mess right there yeah. so that, that I think will be an interesting because I feel like and it was just the way Emma rolled like honest to god everything was the way she rolled in her first rendition of herself she was tough like she just rolled really tough like she didn't see what other people saw she wasn't just being a cunt she did yeah. not see those things and she when she doesn't see something she doesn't lie she just is gonna think you're a fucking idiot because you see them like are you crazy kind of thing so it's been I don't know I don't think it's really a battle of her memories it's more like a battle like how am I now going to interact with everybody I have to kind of like forget how she did interact yeah. with everybody and but you're they're all gonna act like how she interacted with them so that's going to be hard for me to act without just acting like a dumb broad. It's just like, what? I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, did anybody else have any other things before I ask the next question? Okay. Um, so the next question is, what are some of your favorite moments from the show? To talk about that. 
Oh, while you guys are thinking on that, I did want to add one more thing. I saw this beautiful like mini novel in the Discord about Emma and her defense mechanisms and how every time she gets more scared, then she gets meaner. And people were able to like break down like, oh yeah, when she's feeling super vulnerable, she just lashes out at everybody. And I thought it was, I thought it was very nice. It was like a little two, three paragraph mini novel on, oh, I should stop being so mean to Emma. She's just broken as everybody knows. Yeah. Someone said it's Briar's fault that Emma's the way that she is. And I was like, oh no, is it? (laughs) I started thinking about everything. my heart can we just use this moment to shout out the discord yes and like the nocturnals the nocturnals are just like the dopest people yeah that's why we're doing this is because of because of you guys so thank you so much for all the fan art the support the love the theory crafting in the discord i read it all even if i can't say anything i try so hard (laughs) i just say nothing or just answer with an obligatory obligatory emote yeah i'm so scared to do anything i'm just like yes this octopus dancing yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Sometimes I'll 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 only comment if it's like a in error or something. Like somebody thought Adisa was spelled differently because of uh accidental typo or, or something and I'll come out and I'll be like, No, no, it's it's this way. But other than that, I just have to shut my fucking mouth. <laughs> Let everybody go. Because otherwise <sighs> yeah, Okay, so favorite moments. Anybody have one in particular? Or a favorite episode. Go ahead, Dan. I know you, you got one, don't you? You got one. I, I did. I spoke la- first last time, so I was waiting, letting someone else do that. Um, uh, it was the premiere. That first 10, 15 minutes where yeah, I could that see was fun. That was everyone fun. losing their minds yeah. of what we were doing. That was the episode that uh, both Zeke and Classy Packs were out. Yeah. And uh, CK, KVP, and myself had the, uh, well, it was one of the restarts from The Professor. Yeah. Uh, and we introduced the entire show like we did the first episode. We were like, hello, welcome. You know, (laughs) the premiere episode of Nocturne and we just introduced ourselves and pretended like it was the very first episode and chat was like, what's happening? They were confused at first and then and then they got it and they were like, what? This is insane. And yeah, I could, out of the corner of my eye, I could just see the Discord was exploding. The regular chat was exploding. That was, that was fun. So that was, yeah, yeah. The Discord was maybe my favorite during that too because I could just see people like, I don't want to type potential spoil things in chat, but what is happening right now? So I think that was my favorite moment is because of the madness there. Yeah, and also I think that's one of my favorite moments because the community, in that moment, they yes. were like, we don't want to fuck it up. If somebody's watching this for the first time, we don't want to spoil it and say it's not the premiere or it's not the first episode. So in the chat, they were like, it's the first episode. They were, they were acting right along with yeah. us. And, and then they were in the Discord. Discord. They were like, ah, ha, ha, ha. No one has any idea. <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was really good. That um, was so cool. Yeah. Also, I just want to say that that is one of my favorite moments as well not because you know we did something crazy in that but because the way we collaborate because after that last episode wrapped katie peters was like uh, we were trying to think of what we would do while you guys were gone or you know while there was an absence and we were just like i I, you know we don't know what we're gonna do and do you guys want to do one shot or you know something really and katie's just like let's just go back and do the first fucking episode this is the most brilliant thing we're doing an alternate reality slash time show. 
That's brilliant. <laughs> like a door moment all over again. Anyway, it was great. It was real, real good. <laughs> it was, it was good. a cool. I think it was. It was everybody. I feel like. But I think that's that's what I mean. That's what I liked about it is yeah. that we all collaborate together, and you know, we get excited about doing things together. And I know Pax has said this before, but it's about like you know making room on the floor for your other friends and your players. And you guys do that so well, even now in the podcast, Dan saying, oh, you know, I spoke first last time, so I'm going to let somebody else jump in. That type of respect and consideration you guys have for each other is, it permeates in the show and it's great. It's like why everybody can love all of the characters because everybody has the spotlight several times per episode. Or if it's not, then like it comes up at some point. I feel like we feed each other a lot of spotlights, which is awesome. Yeah, like, I noticed that too. I love it. Not a lot of players do that, but some other, you guys find a way to, you know, just like open that door and kind of everybody just knows, okay, I'm going to walk through it. Now's my time. Well, something that I've learned uh, role playing over the years for as long as I've have been doing it is uh, <clears throat> there's something so precious to be relished in playing a support role and playing someone who builds, builds the pedestal on which other, another person can stand. It's a magical thing to, to, to sit there and go like, you have your moment, but I know I built that pedestal. I like, like that feels good. Yeah. I think a lot of people, especially like in a traditional, you know, D and D it's a little bit harder to know what the support roles might be in a campaign like this, but I know in traditional D&D, a lot of people don't like to play those support roles because they want to be the one with the sword doing the final blow, but that final blow wouldn't have happened without, you know, bardic inspiration, you know, it's just, right. so and, I agree. And I'm, and I'm not specifically talking about like an actual support, like class or anything. Yeah. I'm saying like the person who like opens the curtain. Yeah. Like as characters, as, as, as or not, excuse me, not as characters, but as fellow role players like teammates. that's true you guys do that a lot for each other as well um i have oh oh sorry go ahead you were saying favorite moments did anyone else have a favorite moment i'll go with mine then um you guys are still thinking uh i have i have actually have two that really really stick out in my memory um one is being there I didn't, I didn't say much at all until the end, but being there with Brian at the grave and just having like trick witness that and be a part of it and have, and like when, and having Brian know that, that he was standing there waiting, that was a, that was a powerful thing. Um, and the other one, uh, <laughs> like, I mean, selfishly that was the, was the bathroom uh, breakdown was something that came like just came upon me in the moment and because i think you you prompted me with some question it's always it's always you uh pb like prompted me with a question like how does the bathroom look what's what's it like in there you said something to me and i something just went and clicked in my head it's like let's show everybody that he's not keeping it together underneath the skin and that was that was a fun fun moment to be uh something other than what he has been the whole show it was it was a really good moment um i have a lot of favorites in the show but you guys man every episode 
there's like new stuff. It's great. Is I have anybody? a favorite. Yes, go for it. My favorite is when Brian slapped me. That was a pretty good moment. That I think is, that shocked all of us. I went back did. and I watched that clip and all of our faces were like, Ugh. I have to say that that was the immediate definitive moment of, I don't, I think that was episode one. I think yeah, that was, was the definitive yep. moment in this show where I was like, oh, it's on. That's where we're going. I can go there too. Like it was like, and I know like classy, you're like, this is my first like RP, like you're dope. You're dope as fuck. But like, that was the moment, like you tipped me over and I was like, oh, cause I like, I feel like I have a personality where I always go overboard. Like, even if no one else is going to go overboard, like I'm going to go there, but I try to taper it back. Like, I don't want to be annoying. And when you like, were like, can I slap her? And PB's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to have this fucking kind of show. It's just I was just like instantly oh. pumped. Yeah. I knew it. I knew that was going to be the dope. I knew we were just, I knew we were in for it. I think that was my was, moment too when I realized where we were going with the show. Yeah. Because the first episode, everybody's feeling each other out. And when he went there and did that, yep. I was like, okay, yep, everybody's going to make it. Yep. But I respect that. Like, go there, man. Don't be gentle into that good night. Like, slap that hoe. Uh, I will. And that's, that's another lesson that I've learned from years of doing this is the most interesting answer is always yes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> the tenets of improv. Right. Yeah, exactly, yes, exactly my friend. <laughs> yes, Any other favorite moments? I mean, the whole show. Can we say that? I got a lot of them. Like, I, I feel weird even picking a couple out. Yeah. So, I, so I just, I don't know. I got, I got too many, too many. Roll if for that makes it. Sense. Yeah, roll <laughs> for it. <laughs> I, I like, I like any time where. It's the the group is slightly separated, and you have a little bit of more one on one time with an individual. Yeah. Those are some of my most favorite moments because those ones, it's not this group conversation going in a circle trying to like figure out what uh, to do. figure something out, which is yeah. fun. But that 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 makes great progression. But I really love the intimate moments. Pretty much mm-hmm. everyone across the board, I like them all. Really enjoy them. The self reflect ones are great because they're like nice little. All right, here's a chance to drop down some of that backstory and what that individual has. I love those as well, but I really like it when you get to share that with a different character. Yeah, they learn something and you learn something. Oh, that's just, mm, that's mm-hmm. the juicy stuff to me. Pretty much every single one of them. I loved. That actually made me think, like, I forgot one, but I definitely, like, I mean, the, the top moments would go round and round. Like, you could yeah. argue which yeah. one's my favorite. Just for different, absolutely valid different reasons, but in the dark with me yes. and Briar. And that the, was and so thing that good. Came out of the dark so with, that with was that so scary. Oh that was God. so good. I, I got chills just now just, just remembering yeah. You single-handedly created that creature, though. Yeah. You guys created, in that moment, you created, and see how much, like, all the videos and shit? Yeah. The mm. misunderstanding, too. The yep. in like, the, 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 the dialogue misunderstanding that was totally out of character and in character where I said something like, uh, what did I say exactly to you? It was more or less like, bro, oh, bring back the image. You were trying to, I was trying to get you to take the image of whatever was uh, like the symbol and push it away so you could escape. And you grabbed the creature. Yeah. You said picture something. Like it was a, just a misheard word. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, he wants me to picture the fucking creature that scared the shit out of me. And I just, didn't want to, and I concentrated, and the whole, like, dad voice thing, oh, my God. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, that was good. That was good shit. And organic stuff is so good. It's the, the stuff that just that like pops out and grows together. It's so good. Um I feel like that's so much of our material so far. It is. It is very much so. I like that. Um Katie. You got one, KP? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking I like the moments like to piggy off of uh piggyback off of classy packs is the moments where I get to learn more about the other characters. And I have to say the most the one that most recently stands out is when he told us it's we're on try seven hundred and thirty three. That like, drop, holy shit. Which was totally improvised. And I, I didn't mean know that. The, the the learning more what? about Theo's character. Yeah, we're on try seven hundred and thirty three or thirty four <laughs> now. Thirty four, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, we're in 734. Yeah, and, and I, I just, was like, I'll write it down. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, what? I that wasn't between you two? You just came up with a number? No, he just did it. You yeah. fucking, oh my God, that just like blew my <laughs> You got to understand, this audience just, they eat up every little thing you say. Yeah. I saw people like writing down 8730. I just read yeah. that. It's just a serial number for a gun. I was just like talking about details. Yeah, was, but they held on to it. Might, they might mean something mm-hmm. like, no, 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 Right now. I also write down all those details and I try to find a way to weave it back in so that it's I'll just roll with it if you do. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that yeah, was sorry, Katie, go ahead. Well no, that That's was just one. impactful because I was like when you think about how long that is, like over yeah. like how many years is that? Four to eight, <laughs> depending <laughs> on how how many days in a try. Yeah. And uh, I just and the fact that you did tell us like you were pulling you pulled me and you pulled Emma. So like where I just the thought of the fact that you've been pulling us to hopefully get the try right is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, in, I think it was, it was interesting too. like, just, just as from me as Theo versus you as people, this is one of the few times he's actually told the truth. He mentioned, I mentioned he's done it before and it didn't work. He's told them the truth and it didn't work. And some of the reasoning behind that, that, line is what would you think if someone said by the way i've killed you multiple Mm. times you're not the first and you're probably not the last like whenever i was actually surprised you didn't snap and be like well you fucking killed us yeah whenever you say (laughs) things like you've said that before that like makes my mind explode because i'm like yeah, because Emma was like, "Let's we got to figure this out. We'll get it right this time." And like, you're just like you've said that before. Like, it's just you have killed us a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually another one of my favorite moments when Great Theo. Point. Yeah, when Theo was like, "You said why should we help you?" And he was, "I did you say because I love her or because I, I need to save her or something like that?" You 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 admitted that you just. He fluffed off the fact he didn't care about them. It was all for her. Yeah. And then she was like, okay. And so was Emma. They both were like, that's real and that's honest and okay. We'll help you. And I was like, wow. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Um, (laughs) I I love watching you guys because I feel like, you know, as a a narrator, I'm just like putting out the sandbox and then I, I get to play lifeguard and like watch you guys play. And I love being surprised. I love that you guys don't tell me everything in your backstories. I love that you don't tell me when you're talking to another player about stuff and then it just comes out in the episode because I get to 
play along too in that way, you know, like I, I think I'm used to GMs like wanting to know everything about what's going on and this, this makes it fun for me too. So, um, okay. I have to say there was a moment, I think Dan said it and it was something along those lines. God, I'm going to have to think of it now and I'm going to make an idiot of myself because I can't remember it, but you said something along those lines a couple episodes now. Now I have to think of it. Go on. Okay. I forgot what um, it was. Dan said something just like that and it was really relatable. Go on. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, next- it was. He said it was one of our moments. It was one of our moments where we are, where we all had the tape on our cameras and it was all blacked out and someone was having like a really great moment and it was a really long time I think. And when we came back, it was like our break or something. And Dan was like, you know, this is the only show I've ever been a part of where I am not bummed out to be with my camera covered. Like I am drooling teeth on the screen, like super excited to watch the RP going on in my own group. And it's ever since you said that, like, that's so, I feel the same way. Like I'm sitting here like, I'm one of them right now. And then, and then PB is like in switch of scene. I'm like, Oh fuck, come on, put your pants back on. Like, you know, yeah. You can see that smile and they're like, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I get to enjoy myself. Yeah, there's totally people like like grinning. I think yes. everyone grins. Like, yeah. oh, it's not my scene now. I get to watch. So good. So good. I don't know whose idea it was first to put I the to know the cover too. of the camera. I'm you sure we have to go back. back. I don't know. Yeah, we could go back, but you know, man, I think it was you or uh, you Zeke or Pax. It was that me. It had- was my butthole. Oh, it was you with <laughs> your stickers. I, tweet- I remember I tweeted it because there I like. It is. It was, I got knocked out or one of you, maybe it was when yes! you slapped me or something. Was it when I slapped you? Slapped, I was, was it I when don't you died? Was, it was way before I died, no. It was okay. way before she died, but because when you died, you, I, that was also like you gave me permission while we're talking about that scene. You laying there with your eyes distant. I was, I was like, is this a GM moment where I fudged the roll? Because you rolled 100 and you should be fucking dead right now, but I don't want to kill you on episode like three. And days, <laughs> I was like, all right, we're just going to do it. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I all knew I, it had to happen. God, it was so good. Um, speaking of that, yeah. like as far as like putting our thing up, like I, if I was trying to think of my favorite moments uh, I automatically think it, well, including me, yeah. like that, or, that I was in or my character was in. But uh, one of my absolute favorite moments that I had nothing to do with was watching Emma go to town on that fucking body and just unapologetically get weird and gross oh, and yeah. wonderful and just like I the was there, like just going like <laughs> the orgasm. Oh my yep. god. So oh, uncomfortable, God. so uncomfortable, but so good. It was so good. Oh, I still haven't watched it. That's one scene I have not watched of myself yet. I'm a little, my mom watched it though. That was a fun ex- <laughs> But it caused me to think like, like, uh, th- like this was, I mean, I don't know if it came across or you're trying to make it like this or I'm just, you know, too much in Trick's head, but like it was a very sexual, like very much so thing. And that's that's why that's I was like, why am I grossed out by this? This is just like her thing. Yeah, and it made me like kind of like understand, help me understand her a little bit more. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, kinda, the way <laughs> the way I kind of built Emma's like powers. I don't know what we're calling them. She hasn't like come to her fruition yet, especially now that she's like reinvented. But the way I kind of 
envisioned them is the way I kind of envisioned her is she like, we've all, we all know this person, the person that like is very, very sheltered as a kid and very controlled and like has a regime regimed life from kindergarten on. And the moment they get to college, they just lose their mind and try every drug known to man. That's how I envision like when she tips over the edge. So it's sex, it's drugs, it's ecstasy. It's everything out of Pandora's box. You can imagine that's what she is like loses her mind, but it just so happens to, you know, maybe interpret into fisting someone's gunshot wound. As you do. As you never know where life takes us. <laughs> As we all would. Does, yeah. Sunrise, sunset. <laughs> oh God. Thank you though. Yeah, man, that was, that was, that was a treat. It was a real treat. I like when things challenge me, like challenge me, like my, my moral compass and shit like that. And, and it, it helps me to, to, to like, like uh, hone what I believe in. There are some people that it very much polarized their view on Emma that moment. Mm-hmm. Like to this yeah. day, even the reiteration, like, nope, she's a murdering. She's against the Hippocratic oath, you know, like, which is yeah. totally true. Like you do not harm, you do not murder. Like, but I think up until that point, I don't think she'd ever purposefully like gone out and hunted somebody before. No. I think that was her very, very first time. Like, yeah. Pray, that's, come. That was a role too. You committed to the role you had, which was yeah. just that you Terrible. were. Yeah. So bless you guys for that um i think this is something i totally forgot because we were saying favorite moments and i was thinking like rp moments but this the sticky over the camera made me think of just how immersed you guys make everything for the game like when you turned all the lights off and you guys whipped out your cell phone that's one of my favorite moments and you just had the phones in the dark and chat loved it and i loved it and oh it's that kind of stuff. Or, you know, I'm saying something and a sound effect will happen for me that I didn't do or queue up. It's just like all of that playing together, really, the teamwork. Fucking teamwork. It's great. I've had so many people in my community, like a, co- a lot of people have actually found us on podcasts and come to my, I don't know if that's happened in your guys' chats lately. People have been finding us through iTunes and then they come to my chat and they're like, oh, I didn't even know Twitch was a thing, but I'm really into role playing and I'd like to, you know. I want to get into Twitch or whatever. And um, they've told me that it's hard for them to separate our characters from us a lot of the time, which I think is a really interesting concept, which is, I think that says a lot to all of you guys, like our group as a total, like that's been phenomenal. But one way that they've told me that is that listening to the podcast, then a lot of people will be like, oh, did you know that they're live on Twitch and that you can actually see their faces and they act and they dress up. And when they say that they can almost tell that they're like, oh, when I'm listening to the podcast, like I can almost tell something else went on, but it's edited out. And so that's led them onto Twitch, which I think is kind of a beautiful thing. It's brought in a whole new audience. Yeah. We got, I mean, mean, we got featured. I don't know if you guys knew this. I I hope you saw the tweet, but we got featured on new noteworthy. So we were on the front page of iTunes for like two weeks, which is so cool. Incredible. Oh yeah. We got a lot of new people that came in because of that. So how do we even get up there? Uh, Well, it's, (laughs) (laughs) you have to have, it's, it's, I mean, they don't actually say how the algorithm works, but it's, if you're under, if you're a newer podcast, so you have to be younger than a certain amount of days and it's based on how many people rate and review the show. So Nocturnals, you put us there. You, those of you who went and you rated and reviewed the show within the first three weeks that we had released the podcast version, you put us there. So thank you. All new Nocturnals who found us through iTunes, the current Nocturnals put us there. So welcome. Welcome in. Yeah. Honestly, That's thank awesome. you guys so much. Yeah. Um, so I have one other question then I have some fun questions. Ooh. So this next question is what is your 
well, maybe not the favorite moment, but something that surprised you, intrigued you, or was your favorite from another character that you weren't expecting? Go ahead. You're the first one that had a visual facial reaction like you knew. It's super recent, but when, when Briar shrunk down out of her big monster stage and she made the horns to come down, I got icky feelings everywhere. <laughs> like my whole back of my neck, I was like, oh, icky, she's <laughs> crazy. Like I just got all of these feelings in my body, just like, <gasps> and like, I don't think I, KPP, like you're awesome, but I don't think you planned her that way. And so seeing you evolve this character and like, you just were like, I don't just shrink. I know. She, I shrink. My <laughs> body was like, <laughs> I did not see that coming. And it gave me so many icky feelings. <laughs> dark side. Yeah. <laughs> you have a dark side. That was a good one. I think mine, I think mine was when Brian held the gun to Theo. Oof. Um, that was while I was involved, like, and I, I like, out of character knew Brian was going to do something because you were, you were like, I have the gun out, like all this. But I didn't know what you were going to do with it. And when you went from like, you need to start talking now, like go, yeah. You just, I, you just, it, so as they couldn't see this, if you're listening, he just mouthed, I didn't know, or I don't know, like, <laughs> like, but it was so good and it felt so real like, all right, I'm doing a thing in character because I have to do this. And then I'm immediately stopped. My plans in character were shut down. Which as a player, that's fine. That's totally good because it means someone has a better plan. And, and seeing you take complete control of that situation from start to end uh, was, was, I think, my favorite. Like, it was just so good, and it felt so real, especially for Brian. Yeah. That even, for some reason, I'm focusing on the details line still haunts me, man. It's so good. It was a lot of fun. Thanks. Uh, my, probably my favorite one is Briar facing her demon and kind of, like, stepping up. I, I like that. That was a lot of fun. I really like that. that In the that shed, moment. that spot? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I didn't. It was a lot of fun. People were getting tossed around. Zeke was like, "I'll pass that." It was a, <laughs> it was one hell of a one hell of a roller coaster right there. And then having Briar kind of like reassure and then changing from then on as well completely. So she, the confidence really boosted in her character. That was that was like one of those tipping points in the mm-hmm. story. That was really good. Yeah, really good. I already said mine. The Gorgie. Yeah, you did. The Gorgie. The Gorgie. <laughs> I love that. I love that that's what it's called. <laughs> but uh, if I may, I would, lo- I would love to give a shout to, I mean, at least all of the characters and, and different things that, that PB has done. Oh. That's like outside of, you know, um, us as players. Just the the moments of watching like not being in the scene but watching the the zoom call and seeing all the faces and watching a dm lose her fucking mind when something happens is so much unheard of it's unheard of 
You're supposed to be the stoic yeah. God figure creating this world. It's and you're along for the ride with us. And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was, that was uh, a critique I got after the first or second episode. Someone was like, I mean, you gotta, you gotta <gasps> have wipe, wipe that, you know, you can't have expressions like that. They can't know your cards. And I was like, but I like I well I welcome critiques. I just happen to disagree with that one in particular. Yeah, like, definitely. You know, like, I give I, you small face disapproval. Yeah, yeah. Mm. this is a passion project. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, you know what? I was scared about a lot of things. I was scared about like how dark we were gonna go. I was scared about having five players because I've never run five before. I've <sighs> my sweet spot. And I was like, oh, five, that's scary. I hope everyone feels like they get enough like time and whatnot. Odd numbers, man. Odd yeah. numbers. I'm letting yeah. you know right now, odd numbers is key because it makes ganging ups on individuals. It creates conflict in a very interesting way. If it's easy and you, you, can, you can totally split things and have too much. It's like the opposite of like having siblings or kids or whatever. A lot of parents like even numbers, you know. <laughs> that yeah. way. So it's not like two picking on one, but in this sense, oh yeah. Odds you want odd. that, yeah. God, I didn't think about that. That's so genius. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Really yeah. Smart. yeah. Odds are good. Odds either. Are good. Okay. Well, it's, yeah, you guys have proven that it's, it's fine. And the fact that you love when you put your sticky notes up on, then I, I don't feel like oh. I have to rush anyone's moment. Um, no, don't ever no. rush a moment, yeah. please. No, I don't. I don't. Golden. I don't. No, you made and a, fact, you made a beautiful world. I'm, yeah, cut that moment when it's important. I'll be like, pause, and then we're gonna go over here because because tension. <laughs> so, yeah, that's one thing I love and hate about you. The <laughs> we'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> that's where we're gonna end the episode. Um, we'll be right back. But yeah, so um, I had some other. I had questions like, do you guys have theories that you want to share and craft with each other right now about what's going on, or do you not want to? reveal what you're thinking i have a favorite moment oh yeah oh god katie i'm so sorry i'm quiet it's my own fault (laughs) Um, sorry go ahead i think i mean selfishly i'm a part of it but when trick was dying in the car which sounds terrible wait no i was just agreeing with you i was adamantly being like yes i forgot to mention that that's one of my favorites (laughs) and so we're we're all essentially in the car and i love that we're all together even though emma was dead (laughs) 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 there's a like trick is talking and he's asking briar out on a date but he's also like revealing parts of his past a little bit and i thought that was really cool even though it was terribly sad and just that Brian is driving and he's trying to get us so that we could potentially save both of them. That was one of my favorite, I think, moments from the show. That might be my favorite episode, actually. Um, Because... Thanks, Katie. Yeah, well, when you... So when Emma dies... (laughs) (laughs) Emma died, like, very early on in that moment because she bled out because nobody, like stop the bleeding or, you know, do anything, which is understandable. That's a real moment. People are freaking out. And you guys are basically essentially like trying to tarp up a dead body and you're carrying, she's <laughs> With a duvet. by that point. <laughs> <With a duvet. laughs> which I don't even know why I'm holding. I love that line where you were just like, I don't even know why I'm holding this duvet. And you're basically carrying her dead body back. And the moment where it's like, she's not actually breathing. Everybody just kind of had this moment that was like, oh fuck. And then, tricks bleeding out and 
having an intense moment with Brett. And I think that was the first real brick moment where people were like, there's, there's something between trick and Briar and um, there's that. And then, and then we've got Theo being like, I'm fucking, I knew this was going to happen. That look on your face, looking back on it now where it's just kind of like, what can we do? Like, I know exactly what we can do. We got to, we got to go back. And then packs where you're like, I'm just going to floor it onto the ground. Like I'm not this time where you pointed at the, Oh my God, that whole scene was so good. Sorry. I took over <laughs> your moment, Katie. Go no, you're fine. <laughs> no, I'm no, you did it for me. I feel like, yes, that was so yeah. good. Oh, it does make a, like, and even like, I, I think we were talking about theory crafting or reveals <laughs> yeah. that we can talk about. That's yeah. a great transition there. I didn't know what Theo knew when I let, kind of sort of let Emma die. Like I was trying to help, but looking back, was he trying to help or was he just ready to let it happen again? Yeah. I think he was ready to restart. That's kind of how like, I feel too. We failed. Yeah. Like, Got to try again. Yeah. Why bother saving her? I think that's what people have said in the discord too. Like you were just like, oh, well, there's no coming back from that. So I'm not even going to bother trying. Yeah. It was strange. Cause I, I think I asked like, what has Theo been doing? And you he were wrapped her. Like, yeah. He did try to wrap her, yeah. but it. Yeah. With the damn book in between you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he fo- I made it very clear. He focused on the book more than her. Yeah. And that, that was some cold shit, yeah, dude. Yeah. But I mean, if you had already seen over 700 times that she's going to come back, like that nasty hoe comes back every time. Oh, yeah. You really put in that much effort. If you saw it go down that far, I'd probably be like, well, it's like a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying like from, from trick standpoint, like watching that shit go down, yeah. like in his fucking haze and like seeing how, how the professor reacted. That's was just like, wow, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's crazy how there's been like callbacks to things. Like how that stuff's worked out has the loop made my brain melts. Yeah. The like knocking. I, the knocking just Oh my god. I don't know how it happens. Um that, but it's that was just it was it was totally unplanned, to be clear, with the car spinning up and then hitting the front corner and deading it just like the other one. Like mm-hmm. that just so- the episode where you two weren't at, I got to do the knocking from the first, like the second episode. Yeah, that's episode. right. You guys missed it. So in the in that episode, because yeah. when we go back to Theo, we never covered him hearing you and knocking back. So when we went back and did the premiere, he heard it. He heard you be like, Professor, and he was able to knock back to you. Yeah. So many moments. So we tied it back together. We tied it together. Yeah, we tied it up. So many fucking moments. That I feel like I'm in a, like, I, I, you guys have all planned this and I am just like playing right into your hands. But it's like so many, so many times where it was like, we saw this fucking happen and I chose to go here. <laughs> yeah. And do the same thing without even realizing I was doing the same thing. What in the fuck are you doing, PB? It's magic. It literally is magic. D&D magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the magic and a bit of improv and a bit of memory. Memory palacing. Memory palacing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's good. Okay, so now I have some... I know we've been talking for a while. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I have some fun questions for you that chat Nocturnals came up with. Um, 
And in case we ever do another episode of this again, we've got some other ones, but the, the two that we want to talk about are restaurants and bathroom talk. So, oh, and this one that we just wanted to know, would Trick send nudes for free? For free? Yeah, that's, that's what I said. What do you, hold on. What do you mean? Send nudes for free? Yeah. Would you ever send anybody your nudes for free? Well, that brings up an interesting question. If you're asking Trick, absolutely not. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like, Hey, do you want to, do you want to do a, 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 come over here and do this broadcast for exposure? It's like, yep. Can't spend exposure. <laughs> fuck yourself. However, if it was Henry at the art annex of the community college, he might pose for like people sketching. Yeah. That's an, that's an interesting distinction. Yeah. That is yeah. not something that we had nocturnals and I had discussed. Um, okay. Question for Briar. Um, how much money would it take for Briar to absolutely ruin someone's coffee order on purpose? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good I mean, like, question. I mean, PB's alluded to it. Briar's done some shady shit. Um, how much money? Yeah. Oh, I have a general consensus, so I will tell you when you answer. Okay. The nocturnals thought it was. I think if Briar was offered like five G's, she would fuck up someone's order. Okay, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna That's ask if we could all guess. I would have said oh, ten. Oh, yeah, 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 ten. Sorry. Yeah. That's what the nocturnals guessed as well. Five, five bucks. <laughs> no, no, I mean like oh. five, five, five thousand. Oh, oh, five thousand. Yeah, they guessed five dollars. <laughs> no, <laughs> so depressing. Because you can find that money. They think low yeah. of you. <laughs> In my tip jar. I feel like five thousand because she. I mean, she has a she had a grandfather. It's not like she's yeah. like a feral animal. <laughs> and also, she has a job. Like I wouldn't yeah. like risk my job for five bucks. Yeah. Maybe five hundred. I'll drop it to five hundred if I'm five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Not five dollars, unfortunately. Now hold on. Happening character too. Five thousand five hundred. Okay. How was, how was the question phrase? Like, what would they do? The, what would she do to the drink? Uh, how much money would it take for Briar to absolutely ruin someone's coffee order on purpose? I'm thinking oh. spitting in it. Is um, that yeah. what? They, or are they just saying like, it oh, it's the wrong syrup in it. So I guess that's another follow-up question. How would she absolutely ruin someone's coffee order? See, because my brain went to pee-pee like right away. <laughs> I was like body fluids, <laughs> things like that. Um, but if it's just like, oh, you ordered an Americano, here's a latte. I mean, yeah, five bucks. Sure. I mean, but if I'm like ruining it, quote unquote, um, yeah. I need a little bit more than five dollars. <laughs> but how would you ruin it? For yeah, that? I was just going to say. Yeah. How would Briar ruin oh, that coffee? How would it? Yep, let's do that follow-up question. I love she, that. She would spit in it. She'd turn around and spit into the espresso shots before she poured the milk in. Oh! Specific before she You for this. Yeah, I did. He knows how to do that. Never done that before. Oh, my God. Yeah, man, that ain't shit to trick, man. I know what she's got. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like she couldn't be like, hold on and run to the bathroom with her (laughs) cup or something. No, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, the way it was phrased was, like, absolutely ruined. Like, Mm -hmm. the apocalyptic terminology, I was just like, oh, what are we going to do? Like, put some plutonium in there and shit? (laughs) Dirty water. Welcome. <laughs> Dirty water. Yeah. Ugh. But then again, it takes a lot to gross me out. So, like, I go to I go to really bad places. 
I can't believe people said five dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, I, was, I was pretty shocked by that too, actually. Um, okay, so next question: Does Emma tip at the coffee shop since she is a bit of a bitch and she goes to the coffee bean? People wanted to know if you tip Briar when she serves you. Yes, but she tips to abuse you. <laughs> How she so? probably tips too high actually because it's like she's a condescending, a condescending. Oh. it's a condescending like oh so it's like oh i don't even probably know it's just like it cost nine dollars oh like my a- gosh were you gardening this morning oh oh oh, oh i love it like a ten dollar well, tip on a latte and just like, you should hit up the old navy <laughs> I totally get that because wow. I over tip because I'm a needy customer. I'm like, can you not put any tomatoes and can you bring me yeah. pepper bread? Can you also like not salt the fries? You know, like I'm that kind of guy. Like nothing out of the ordinary, but very like nitpicky. So I'll be like, here's some more money because I'm nitpicky. So I can feel good being nitpicky. <laughs> That's probably it. It's more of a complete different place. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, so Brian, that leads right into this next one. What's Brian's go-to fast food meal? Or if he doesn't do fast food, what's his go-to comfort meal? Ooh. Ichiban spicy ramen. Put it in the microwave with water for four minutes. Add the seasoning packet after. Stir it up. Enjoy. Vitamins on the side so I don't get scurvy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I should feel attacked or not because I have that exact <laughs> in my pantry right now. And I don't microwave it, but... But if you're talking fast food, oh, I don't know. That's a good one. Yeah. I, I I, mean... I like that they It's a made-up world, so, I mean, yeah, if I had yeah. to pick a real one, I don't know, like, would be a, a Brian thing. I don't know, A&W, I guess. Yeah. Get a thing oh. of onion rings chat's answer was mcdonald's because it's typically the only one that's 24 hours and they brian usually gets that after a bender oh okay all right i'll go with that then i'll agree with that probably like okay chat okay nocturnal midnight midnight mcdonald's run cheeseburger fries enjoy the bag fries dip it in mayo or something oh there we go that's a good one. That um, delicious. Next question for Theo, but you technically answered this in the chat, um, but I'm going to ask you again anyway, in case people were not there present while we were coming up with these questions. Um, coffee. Does he, where does he get his coffee? And does he ever go to the coffee bean to get coffee? Or does he always make his own and bring a thermos? Uh, it was kind of like an all of the above, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, essentially, yeah, he gets his coffee from the Sleepy Bean. But the um, like beans, you don't ever go in and get like an actual cup. He'll like do that too. Oh, okay. In, in okay. A rush. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think it was last episode or the episode before we discussed one of the iterations, Briar and him were a little closer. Uh, little, a little closer. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's held on to that uh, subconsciously. So he's, I think since that iteration, he keeps going back. Uh, but he does brew, he brews a stupid amount of coffee at home. Um, so he gets mostly beans and brings it into work. That's <laughs> Okay. Um, also, I forgot to mention, this is what the Nocturnals general consensus had to say about Emma's tipping. <laughs> Emma would develop a rule that she believes is the proper tip amount. And she would always tip that amount so that the act is detached from how the situation was. Anything more would be vulgar and everything less would be rude. 
They think so highly of her. <laughs> Crazy, huh? Um, okay, so I have a couple. Who I sings? Just love you, Power. Who which, sings in the shower? Yeah, which characters sing in the shower, if any? Theo doesn't anymore. Oh, oh Kevin man, like, broke my heart. <laughs> my heart out. God. <laughs> I think Emma would probably sing in the shower. That's that's what they said as well. Yeah, said Emma, Emma would probably definitely sing in the shower. Trick knows where his talents lie and is not in, in singing. Not in singing, okay. <laughs> um, morning or night showering? Morning and night showering. And maybe once in the middle, depending on how many surgeries you're a part of. <laughs> once before work and several times after work. <laughs> <laughs> night. Night shower. Would be okay. Night shower. Okay. Morning for Theo. Okay. What about Trick? Morning for sure. Morning for sure. Yep. Okay. Eight o'clock um, on the dot. Which way do you put the toilet paper on? I, if right any of you say underhand, I'm going to be... <laughs> hate your character we're not, immediately. We're not friends. <laughs> yeah. So that is actually the only thing Nocturnals could agree on. Trick would have it this way and probably even have Googled how to do a fancy fold. Mm. So um, toilet papers have for the like guest bathroom for the guest yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Guest bathroom yep. Took it out of my mouth. Of course, yes. For the guest the bathroom, bathroom, there's a nice little triangle at the bottom for sure. Oh, Absolutely God. for sure. That's and good. every towel is exactly the right length hanging in. But in his in his bathroom, it's a little bit more loose. But I mean, not out, let's not get out of control here. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he definitely overhand and definitely like. Um. Very neat, for sure. What about the rest of you? Uh, yeah. oh. Nope. Go. Too late. I've committed uh, to you. You did. No, you committed. Uh, the, the vertical stand that has like three or four rolls in it, so you don't have to get new ones. Yeah. Perfect. So you don't even put it on the roll. You literally just like take it off and leave it on the counter? Okay. Oh, no, like the vertical like toilet yeah. paper. Stand. Oh, so you just pull it from the vertical stand? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I have a vertical stand, but I take it off and put it on the roll. Oh, yeah. No. It's just uh, freestanding oh. on its own. Okay. Fair enough. The roller's collecting dust. It just sits on yeah. the, the, the sink right beside it. That's where it goes. Now, no, a spare one on the back of it because of too many times I've ran out and shit. So it's one on top of the basin and then one on the counter. All right. Boom. Well, KDP, what about just uh, over the top, the yep. correct way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think she really thinks that much about it. I think she just that's the way she's on the correct it. way, but she yeah. just puts it on. What about Emma? Doesn't I mean, I've been really busy yeah, with right. going to college and working, and so Daddy got me yeah. a housekeeper, and so it's like really whatever she's feeling in the time. Wow. Doesn't even do it herself. Wow. Perfect. Wow. That is perfect. I'm not picky. And you know what? She's a disadvantaged worker. So. Oh my God. I hate you so much. (laughs) I'm learning so much more about Emma that I didn't want to know. She can can put my toilet paper on the roll. However, what is her name again? (laughs) It's like 
Jakina or something, whatever. <laughs> she, Jakina. She, she, not really. Oh my god, Emma! I can see I'm Emma like asking. Myself. I can see Emma like asking, like, "What do your people do?" Hundred percent. Hundred percent. For material items that you can sell. Yeah, she's like hiding oh. all the jewelry. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you excuse me. I've had that lockbox far before Jakina was hired. So <laughs> next question. I'm gonna get yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all know that person. We all know someone like that. Yeah. This one was asked, but then a nocturnal answered it because it was already in an episode. But I'm gonna ask it anyway. Does Theo type with two fingers hunt and peck style or use proper typing form? And actually you RP'd that you were hunt hunting and pecking at one point so that that was answered by another nocturnal but the last question is if they have any pets do they but if they did have a pet what pet would it be for each of you and i mean trick sorry we already know you've got the got the dogs but my babies yep briar has a sphinx cat named pharaoh because they are protectors of the dead. Or cats are. Not specifically Pharaoh. <laughs> yeah. Anybody? Emma has a snake. Trick has a snake too. With it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. More of a beast than a pet though. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get yeah. the species on it. But. <laughs> Good lord! I love you all so much. Oh god, Brian. <laughs> Probably a budgie bird or something that I just, that I just hate. I try to make a talk about <laughs> Was it just, yours or was it? Like, I would yeah. probably buy it thinking it'd make me happier, but then I end up loathing the little bastard. Okay, so after got it after. Yeah. Okay. If I did, which I don't, but yeah. Okay. So here was the commonly agreed on nocturnal answers. Uh, Emma has a cactus, or maybe dead plants, or a Venus flytrap. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dead plants. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Briar may have a cat slash may have a stray cat that comes around but doesn't come into the house, but she feeds it. Theo has dead fish. (laughs) Briar. Brian has a pet that was his daughter's, and that um, was that was the uh, those were the consensus answers. So yeah, does anybody have anything else you want to ask each other before we wrap up? Can be an absurd question. Can be like spoilery if you want. Is there anything you guys have done with your characters you wish you hadn't? Ooh, that's a good fucking question. Ooh. No. <laughs> Pure confidence. Uh, <laughs> that mean if I if I had to go back and and try, do it again, it would be it wouldn't be the same person. Mm. Oh, so I like I like the way it's turning out, and I like the mistakes I've made and the roles that have come out good and come out bad and shit like that. I know it's like a wishy washy, you know, like. Oh. hippie answer but i like the way that 
it's coming out due to successes and failures and, and interactions with people and shit like that. I was actually, that was another thing I was worried about because I typically, because I've homebrewed this campaign or this rule set quite a bit, we roll a lot. So I was wondering if that would pull people out of it, but I think it's actually one of the strong suits of the show that we leave every, almost everything up to chance and then we just roll with whatever we rolled. So I think that's actually a really good point. I think we're, I think one of the reasons we've, I hate to say, it sounds so cocky, but we're successful. Like our show's very successful. I love our show. Everyone loves our show. Like our show, Nocturne has become its own creature. It's so cool. Yeah. But like, I don't know how to word it. I don't know how to word what I was going to say. Give me a second. Sure. I think what sets us apart is how, I know my brain's always like two seconds behind. I'm like that beetle that moves faster than it can think. Um, I think what sets us apart is how fucking homebrewed we are, though. I have never yeah. seen a show like this, ever. And I love it, though, because you, no one, like, I've been a part of a ton of D&D, and I love D&D, like, don't get me wrong, yeah. but everyone and their cousin knows the rules to D&D. Yeah. And they all have an opinion on it, and they're in chat to correct you, which a lot of the time is awesome if you're wrong. But in this show, nobody knows. So literally, everybody's just like, what's PB gonna do? Yeah. And I think that is so cool. I love it. I love it. It's crack to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, just finding, <laughs> just finding this fucking book. Yeah. Like yeah. 45 fucking dollars or 50, whatever, however much I paid for it. It was in upwards of $40 for the, just for the player's handbook. It's such a and cool book, though. And it was though. tough to find. Mine was secondhand, and it was supposed to be in, like, mint condition. Do you see that hole in the middle of this page? Oh, my yeah, god! It's fine. Like, I don't care. It's someone loved this and played a lot, I hope. Um, it's, <laughs> it had to be rebound and everything, but yeah, like I just, it's a, it's a, it's a fucked up. It's fucked awesome up though. Set and I love it, but we have absolutely homebrewed a lot of it. And I think even after last week's reveal of the, the pornomancer, um, you know, people in the chat were like, oh, you know, this is how they work or whatever. And I was like, just so you guys know, it's like completely homebrewed. Yeah, well, I like the fact that yeah. you know, like, like that's on the rule book, and, and people be like, "Fuck the rule book!" Yeah, <laughs> like, that. like that's the spirit. That's yep. right. just and, go where it feels right, regardless of section seven nine C. Yeah, that's, that's what I like, which I know is not how everybody likes to GM, but that's how ah. I like to go. If it makes sense narratively, I we're prefer do that it. personally. I prefer yeah. whatever, I, feels, whatever feels right instead of whatever feels correct. Amen. Go with the flow. Yeah. I need to tell you that this this has been the show or the, me, the show and the game that I've had to look at the player's handbook the least because I enjoy the rule set and I enjoy the descriptions because they have some really awesome like descriptions and, and explanations for certain things. Um, combat being one of them, just amazing. But um, it's so nice that we like, we can spend three hours and not worry about experience or how to, you know, succeed in the game. It's just an exercise of being in character and what do you want? What do you want to do? Yeah. And this, and you've set it up so well because there's the want is, was immediate. It's like you're fucking stuck in some sort of time vortex, something. And that's what you need to do need to get out of that or figure it out and shit like that. And that's what's kept us going for all these episodes. And I barely looked at the, at any of the rule book. 
That's good. I was hoping for that, actually. I really wanted you guys to be able to just play and not worry about whatever the novel is for doing things. But also look at what we've got for like inspiration is kind of like where you want to go eventually. And then just trust that we'll take you there if that's where you want to go. So fully to that. So that was great. Um, What was the original question? I'm trying to remember. I think it was like, oh, did you have something to ask someone else? Oh, and then, yeah. CK asked, did you do anything that you regretted for your character? Right. I think I, so the premiere was an interesting, I mean, that was, it, it's, it's a mix. Like I, cause you know, just the whole, I wouldn't change a thing, which is also true, but I kind of liked, because he hadn't rem- remembered everything yet mm-hmm. in the premiere. And I kind of liked the friendlier professor a little bit more. Cause he was, he was more talkative. He, some of it had to do with there were only three of us. So it was, you know, like it was one of those moments we were talking about earlier on in this podcast. But I kind of like that personality almost a little bit better, which I think is good because mm-hmm. once you remembered everything, that one died again. Yeah. Like the, so it's, it's really ha- hammering in like the characters change, but then they also more evolve. So, no, I wouldn't change it because it wouldn't have been that wouldn't have had as much of an impact to see that different version of him. Yeah. That's a good answer because I think sometimes when you role play, you're like, oh man, I wish I had thought of that sooner or I wish I had done that. But it makes it so much sweeter when you're able to just enjoy the moment it happens and go, it couldn't have happened any other way than that. So, does anybody else have any other regrets or do you guys have any questions for each other? That you've been dying to know. Well, now knowing about how many times the professor has gone through this, or how many of them have you killed yourself to just try to like get it over with? None. That's what I want to know. Oh, none. None. Oh, I can kind of wish I didn't ask that. Can't fail him. Yeah. <laughs> He's not allowed to fail. He's not allowed to fail under whose authority? His own. His own. He can't fail. Seven hundred something, you stubborn son of a bitch! <laughs> wow, love? Question mark? <laughs> is it? I don't That's know. I think question. there's love, and then there's just stalking. <laughs> I don't know. Where. There's love, and then there's obsession. Which there's is obsession. Exactly yeah, this is obsession. Yeah. Wow, not a single like give up. This is his. He's 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 only. This is his only life compared wonder, to the rest of them. I oh. wonder if he ever finds Adisa, what would happen. Don't answer. Uh, don't answer. <laughs> Sorry. Would none of us come back? Because he's been pulling us in. So technically, he's kind of holding the reins. And that is the question, isn't it? Oh. I have a question. Yes. For Emma. The fuck you doing in the class? You don't seem like you want to be there. I wondered that too. <laughs> You don't seem like the kind of person who would do this to seek out like higher knowledge with the help of anybody else. Like if you wanted to like figure something out, you do it yourself. That's, that's the impression of Emma that I get. Like you'd buy the most expensive weird ass occult books on eBay. Private tutor. Yeah. Before you Um, answer that, before you answer that, my theory of why you're in that class is kind of a lot like that compulsive liar from the breakfast club. A lot like that. Oh, angle. the basket case. Yeah, Ali Sheedy, little... who I fell in love with when I saw that movie. Yeah, her. Oh my god, I love <laughs> kind of that angle almost, almost in her twisted, weird way. But that was my theory. I'm like, why the fuck are you here? <laughs> like, it's... 
And before you answer that, does anybody else have any theories you want to share before she answers? Because this is kind of cool hearing what you guys think. Yeah. Oh, I think Emma's got some shit she's not sharing. Yep. I think she's got some dark secrets. Sorry. No, you go. No, no, I cut you off. (coughs) No, I just noticed that she's very, she doesn't share a whole lot. And she says things every now and then that kind of lead me to believe that she's got. And so off-putting that it's hard to dig into yeah. it because yeah. she'll just like give you some snarky remark. Like you're like, oh, okay, fuck you too. <laughs> just yeah. fun. The yeah, only thing like, I can think of. Trigger? I don't think you guys have figured like that's not been revealed. Like what was her crazy moment that happened to her? Like the rest of you. Yeah. The only thing I, I can think of is, uh, is, is rich and just bored, has time on her hands and can do whatever she wants. She's like, oh, let's go look at the crazy people in the occult class and <clears throat> see how many people, like, let's, let's go poke the, the, the glass in the zoo. I need a credit, so I'm going to take it. Let's see how fucked up people are kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe she needed an extracurricular credit of some kind. Now he knows, he, the pr- professor has a very good idea based on, I think it was at the, the, the premiere, or no, the episode after premiere, the big, the big uh, reveals, um, now that he's seen some things. And by the way, watching her face as we, as we come up with the theories has been just excellent. I, I mean, I have her, or I have her like trigger moment. I'm excited for that to come up because it's mm-hmm. dark. Um, she's in the class. Because she kind of like it, I don't want to go too much into it because it gives a little bit away of her like yeah. her her shit like who she is, but she's a perfectionist like if you couldn't tell and she kind of strives to be perfect at everything and nursing and medicine in general has something she's never had to try at ever like she's just like magically perfect at it all the time like she just kind of knows when to do what with every patient and like every time for some reason she gives you guys a pill you feel better like she just knows exactly what to do with people and so she's like bored so it's I don't remember which one of you said boredom but it's kind of like a boredom and it's given her this like well I can literally do anything like might as well do something and show some other people I'm better than them so she's kind of picked more obscure groups to like fluff her feathers in front of you know it I is kind of the front of the board community wasn't enough yeah yeah like because she it's just too much like if you think about it if everybody's a scholar nobody's a scholar you know if everybody's a super smart surgeon nobody's a super smart surgeon so she's got to like go elsewhere to fluff her feathers but there's a lot a lot more to it that when you guys get her trigger yeah you'll see a lot more to emma she's not all pomp and circumstance i i remember dr berman and i think there's something going on there too maybe i know there's all that shit at the hospital that we haven't even touched on like the weird spider leg people bending in different directions and we haven't even gone there yet i don't even know where that's gonna go jim i have a question for oh, emma yeah, why jim of all the names <laughs> why jim i want to know what you're in your out of character reasons what brought jim across compared to any other name Okay, so real story. It's a little sad. It's my biological dad's name who's dead. I don't know why it came out of nowhere in my head. But honestly, it is like a Norwegian folklore on his side of the family. And like, my grandma used to tell us these stories because where I grew up in the middle of nowhere, 
Dan knows Eastern Washington deer, they go into rut. They'll literally like attack the fuck out of you and gut you with their horns. Yeah. And so it's part of like a Scandinavian folklore thing. Like there's this creature, this deer guy in the forest and kids that don't come back by dinner time and their parents don't find them. The deer guy eats them. And so she like morphed that into like, don't go in the woods where we grew up because literally deer will just gut the fuck out of you. If they like think you're a deer that's, I mean, I literally have had deer like run into my car, like the side of my car to pummel my car in the wintertime. Like they're insane. So they came up with this crazy, like my, my dad's mother came up with this insane, like the deer in the woods story that's going to come after you. And so I don't know when it came around, I was like, Jim, Jim is the guy now, I guess. I totally forgot we were going to talk about Jim and then we didn't. I know. I'm sorry, Jim. (laughs) I did have a question for you guys though. And we can tell you who Jim is right now, Pax, if you'd like. Um, (laughs) So what happened was, and this is sort of a little bit of a mechanical spoiler, but I'm sure you guys already knew this was happening anyway. Several times there have been moments where I'm like rolling to see if an encounter will occur. And that was just a random one. Like that was the sixty six, right? Yeah, it was. Jim has always been there. It's just like, will you see him or not? And it's like, whoop! And then it was a sixty six, so it was like, okay, it's got to be, it's got to be crazier than I was expecting. So whereas you might normally just hear or see like a deer like creature, you had to see him. So I was like, all right, here you go. Like right in the middle of the road is this like. skeletal human like figure with the deer horns like with glowing eyes looking at you i have to say pb that was my biggest rp struggle so far like being emma and running into giant deer man in the road like that oh because of your background yeah just because of who emma is like i honestly like had no idea in a moment because her if, if no one's figured out like her biggest trigger is being helpless like she cannot stand to be helpless in any situation so being overwhelmed by something that is a hundred percent like unfamiliar to her she's in the road it's the middle of the night you know the whole scene of being texted in the middle of the night nothing happens it was technically her like rebirth so things were going crazy in her head like i i that was a hurdle like when you were just like oh you're driving down the road okay a nine foot fleshy naked deer man comes out of nowhere i was like oh okay so what you're Kinda saying like when was, i played patty cake with my yeah, i was about to say so what you're saying is <laughs> yeah. you didn't play patty cake with your <laughs> That was the moment where I was like, she oh, was, she my offered God. him a ride. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, he walked up to the, like, honestly, the car and was like, like hey, I'm Jim. <laughs> like, I thought about it in those moments. I thought about it in those moments. I think that's how Emma would honestly react to a situation. Yeah. Like, if a creepy homeless man came up to her, she would probably be like, I could take you to a shelter. Like, she would probably definitely, like, invite them into her car because she wouldn't. I mean, I. Yeah. She's kind of just dumb in that way. I don't think she's dumb. I think she has a defense mechanism. I agree with the nocturnals that were like the scarier and the more intense and out of control Mm -hmm. situations for her, the crazier she acts. Yeah. She's just like, okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one. So that was my question about Jim. Jim. I'm excited about Jim. I love him. He's my child. I'm surprised at the way it went and I'm also (laughs) excited. So that was not something I had expected. You guys have done so much that I haven't really expected, but have enjoyed. So that's great. Does anybody have any other questions for anybody? Because if not, I'm going to stop taking two hours of your life. All right. I adore I you guys. We should do this again. Yeah. That, this was fun. I'd like to hear more of your theories once some other awakenings, if they happen, happen or some reveals. I'm excited for next week. 
I'm not. <laughs> Which is actually only three days away now. Three, three days, days away. away. Something like that. Three days away. Yes. One day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Woo. All right. Let's go around and do some shout outs. Where can people find you? Not here on Nocturne. Uh, let's go in reverse order, which I believe goes packs. I forget what their order was at the beginning. Go for it. But that's what uh, we'll do it that way. Uh, <laughs> I'm Classy Packs. You can find me at twitch.tv forward slash Classy Packs. Same with Twitter, Classy Packs. And I usually do this role play stuff anyways. So that's my norm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Perfect. Uh, Katie Peters plays. Hi, I'm Katie Peters Plays. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Katie Peters Plays or on Twitter at Play Katie Play because Katie Peters Plays wouldn't fit. And um, <laughs> I'm on Nocturne. I play Briar. So I hope you guys will come hang out with all of us. Oh, God, that's perfect. Um, next up, we've got CK. I'm Classy Katie, CK fondly known because there's a whole lot of classy and a whole lot of packs in this place. I play Emma. You can find me on my stream at Classy Katie. Wait, wow, I say that every time. Twitch.tv slash Classy Katie, where I just talk all day. I don't know what I really do anymore. Profanity. Profanity. It's there's some, there's some, the bring your children. The filthiest shit I have ever heard. It's so beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. You to be fair, you came in in a dirty battle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I, but I, I did come in at a crazy battle. But you know what? I stayed for a while. I was cooking. I was cooking my lunch when you were up on the screen, being like, "Fuck me in the asshole!" <laughs> like, okay, uh, I loved it. It was great. Oh, Thank you so much for that sub, cocksucker. Like, it was like, what the fuck is happening? Lots of references. Me yet? Well, lots of references to a spiritual dick. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Next up, Dan. Thanks, guys. Domestic Dan. Hello, I'm Domestic Dan, <laughs> uh, cooking streamer. I do a lot of RP streams between like here and other table story shows and uh, Atlas because that's my current my current uh, Twitch right now. Uh, but yeah, Domestic Dan everywhere. Um, that's uh, that's me, and uh, yeah, I love the uh, love the show. It's great. Thank you, thank you. Zeke, you're last. Speaking of spiritual dicks. My name is Ezekiel the Third. Most people just call me Zeke. You can find me at or slash Ezekiel underscore III. That's Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, what did you want to, what else do you want me to say? <laughs> just where they can find you. Oh, where you can find me? That's where you find me. I'm, I'm usually broadcasting at noon Pacific time every day. Uh, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, Mondays. Sometimes I take off, and then Tuesdays and Wednesdays I do role playing and podcasts. So, yeah, come check me out anywhere you, anywhere you uh, have internet. And I am Pumpkinberry. You guys can find me at pumpkinberry.tv or on Twitter at pumpkinberry or Instagram at pumpkinberry.tv, and of course, Table Story. You can find me there a couple times a week. Um, but thank you guys, Nocturnals, for this a special 430 episode uh, that we've done for you, but also just thank you for supporting us. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your fan art. Thank you for all of your theories in the discord for tweeting at us for, we see all of that. We geek out about it um, in our own private discords. I share everything that I possibly can. 
Um, I can't tell you the number of times I've cried outside of the show just from the pure generosity and overwhelming excitement that the Nocturnals bring to the show. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. Um, special, special, extra special shout out for you Nocturnals. And welcome to the darkness. And we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye. 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 <laughs>